And it is Wednesday night, 8.05 and 9 seconds, and it's Simcha Cohen with Nossi here on the radio. How are you, Nuss? Oh, he's okay. He gives me two thumbs up. You can't see, but I can. Anyways, so we are here, and you are there, and we are listening to what's going on. And uh, Baruch Hashem, it was a good week. Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh, Adar Bet. It's like unbelievable. You know, this is, it's starting. You got Purim, they got Pesach. It's like bam, slam. Then you got Shavuos, and then you got camp. It's like we're in for a roll. There's like good things happening. Baruch Hashem. It's like, you know, and you get to start, you get to close to the end months of school. I'm sorry, not to insult the educators out there. But uh, let's not, let's be honest. We all look for that June date at the end of June when we're all able to like say, see you later. Have a good summer. But uh, so it's, it's all, it's all, it's all going down. So we got, uh, we got some good things happening here in Flatbush. And so tell me what's, uh, what's on your mind. You're on the air. What's going on? Hello. How are you? Um, um, good, Baruch Hashem, and let's go, um, so I have this friend at school, and, um, because we used to live, like, really close to each other, but then I moved, and then I changed schools to her school, and, and, you know, we, like, never talk. Aye, that's so hard. How old are you? Oh, that's very hard because you know what? I find with 10-year-olds, 10-year-olds will have neighborhood friends and then they'll have school friends and... No, we were a friend and then I moved and then I also switched schools and I was in her grade, but then since Are you I changed schools school and her? there were no room in that class, I had to go down a grade. So, so, not, so we in, never talk. You're not, in her, you're not in her grade. You're in the same school. Yeah. Aye. And you know what? Maybe maybe you're feeling, first of all, you're probably feeling very, very uncomfortable in a new school. No, I'm already there for two years and it's bothering me. Oh, oh, oh. So you're already there for two years and it's... So this is what I would do. I would, I would confront, first of all, I would invite her over for old time. I'd say, what are you doing That's Sunday? That's feel weird. Like, what do I say? Like, you want to play? Well, you say, like, you know what? How about this? Like, say, um, like, I don't know if there's, there's like a play, maybe one of the schools are having a play coming up or something, something to do with Purim. Like, say, you yeah, know, hey, Friday, everyone's doing a performance in our school, but like, so, so, even doing a performance, it feels like weird. But I think that if you invite her to like something and find an excuse to like invite her to something, say like, I got an extra ticket for something and I wanted you to come with me. That's a good icebreaker. Okay, but we never talk. But I know, but this will help you talk because it gives you something to talk about. Okay, but if I'm not, like, friends with her, why would I just, like, say, like, you want to come over? Well, I wouldn't say if you want to come over. That's weird. I would say I have an extra ticket and I wanted, you, I wanted to know if you want to come. Make it like she's doing you a favor. Like, I happen to have an extra ticket and, like, I, you know, I need someone to go with, so you want to come with me? My mother and her mother knows each other well. 
like, even when I see my mother goes to them, I, I don't feel comfortable going. It's like, Is it because you're in a lower class? No, it's like, I don't know, we never talk. I think, you know, so I think Like, that we had a play date when I changed schools already, but, but after that, we never talk. So I think that it's, it sounds like it's bothering you a lot. And it sounds like, you know, you're a, a little nervous about doing something about it. Are you afraid that she'll say no to you? I don't know. Well, that would be normal. If you would be nervous that she's going to say no to you, that would be normal. So I would say to myself, you know what? I'm going to... This is what I would do. This doesn't necessarily mean what you would do, but this is what I would recommend if you could do this, is say, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. Other you other nest. Either it's going to work or it's not going to work. And if it's not going to work, at least you'll know that you gave it a shot and you can move on. Because what you need is you need to like just finish this one way or another. Because it's like the it's the not knowing that could drive a person nuts. So, and you know what? Are there other kids in your class that you're friends with? Yeah. So I would emphasize them, and I would put a lot of effort into them and you know, try and find like another good friend um pick a girl that lives close to you that's nice invite her over yeah we used to be close but... i know but i'm saying find somebody new maybe okay thank you okay but call me back and tell me how it goes because i'd be i'm really interested in finding out how, how how things work out okay have a good night okay good night good luck hi you're on the air hello Hi, how you doing? Yeah, what's up, man? Ah, thank God. Things are good. Things are good. What's happening by you? I don't know. Nothing much. Nothing much. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Like, yeah. If you're playing the stock market, nothing much isn't good. But like, <laughs> but if you're like looking for viruses, nothing much is good. <laughs> yeah. How's, okay, how's school? Okay, bye bye. How's school? Okay. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how you doing? What's happening? Um, nothing much. So what's what's going on by you tonight? Tonight, um... Oh, we're shchodesh, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Firms in a couple of weeks. Yeah, does your, does your yeshiva have like a shchodesh mesiva? Um, only for the little kids. Only for only for the little kids? Yeah, like up until like fourth grade. Ah, oh, man. So, no. Real Roshchadish Receiver has to happen for like high school kids. That, that. They don't, I don't know. There, there's like no, really no room for, for like older. Ah, I hear you. I hear you. But, uh, but Roshchadish Adar is like a major event. I mean, there's like, this is like when it happens. Like, this is like, it says, Vishnu is other Marvin Basimcha. It means you have to like, find ways of being happy. So, like, if you like that Danish and you normally wouldn't have it, you go book that Danish and eat it because that's simcha. It makes you happy. I mean, that's what makes you happy. Like, like, you know, have music playing all the time in your house. Keep it going. That's like... I'm not sure what I should get dressed up like for prime yet. All right. Well, what, what, what would you like to get dressed up as? Um, that's a very good question. One year, I had this, like, great idea. I got dressed up as a Martian. I wore this, uh -huh. like, gray 
a plastic raincoat and it made my face white. And I put, like, you know the things that they strain spaghetti on? Spaghetti with? Yeah. I put it on my head with, like, an antenna. And I had a knapsack on my back with a stereo speaker in the knapsack. And I had, like, a little tape recorder. And I was playing, like, really weird music. <laughs> and I went to visit my sister. And she was, like, at a porn party. And her maid called the police on me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say in Spanish... Uh, yo, hermano, poquito de Miriam, and like, which means in Spanish, I'm Miriam's little brother. And the fact that I weighed like 350 pounds didn't really convince her that I was her little brother. But, but I found out. I kept on walking. And I just like was. Progress. I found out the cops came like five minutes later looking for some Martian. What's a Martian? A Martian, a person from Mars, like an alien. Oh, oh. but. Uh, Start to get yourself like an alien? I don't know if if, if that's if, if that if, if whatever whatever like sometimes it's just funny like get dressed up like like just stomp bizarre clothing like like go to some like thrift shop and buy like some old clothing just make sure that you like defumigate it and get it checked for bed bugs. <laughs> really, is that good? Like to like just put on random stuff and just stuff. Well, what do your friends get dressed up? What do your friends what? get dressed? Do your friends get dressed up in like a theme? What well, only like when they go collecting or something? Are you going collecting? No, because I'm going to like with the prom. Ah, see, that's a big question I had. See, we were going to go away for Purim, and then if I want to stay here for my kids, it's like I want my kids to be home, like whatever. But uh, well, it could be really a lot of fun. Is it okay? Yep. If you if, if, then then if you can have fun then then so you know what you can just get dressed up as something that no one will recognize you as like uh, I don't know I once got dressed up. The Mexican. What's that? I could like put cocoa on my face and get dressed up like some some chiquito marico. Maybe maybe I dressed up like a Mexican and I went to show. I shaved off my beard and I left myself a mustache only. I walked in with a purple a purple scarf and like a, a satin shirt and I walked over there and he told me, What time are you reading Mamigila over here? So the guy was like I haven't done like in the nicest show. So the guy says, Oh come, don't worry, you have a seat, come sat me down like and it was like ten minutes later he realized like someone Cohen? I said, No, holy day. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I made my hair like gray and uh it's pretty funny. There was there was a lady or a girl who got dressed up like an Arab, Aye. and she got dressed up so well that like as she was walking down the street, she saw like people like pulling their children closer and like. I see. I would never get dressed up as an Arab. I, that's like getting dressed up as like like a uh, a toilet. <laughs> Just have no <laughs> interest in dressing up like of something that I despise. But anyways, all right. Yeah. Listen, you go. You have yourself a great poem, all right? What? You have yourself a great Purim. Hope so. Take care, man. Okay, bye. Bye bye. The calling number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. That is the call number. Text. It's 347-927-8398. Okay, you're on the air. Laser Diamond. Laser Diamond, how are you, Tzadik? Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. 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 Baruch
one thing is Purim, I, I people think you have to get machine drunk and crazy and just yeah, but it's push yourself the into people and just, you know, act appropriate. No, it's not the way. It's not the I way. I know that because I go to Purim, people push in, touches me while they're drunk. You know what? You know what my shot in Adelo Yoda is? Yeah. My shot in Adelo Yoda is person has to be Basimcha and Purim and be Makar the Rabbeinu Shalom so clearly that he sees that there's no difference in the Hashgacha Pratis oh, yeah. of Haman and of Mordechai. Mordechai. That he sees that the Hashgacha Pratis, that Kodesh Baruch Hu loves us so dearly, even through bringing us Haman, Kodesh Baruch Hu still loves us. No, there's no difference. Adelo Yada, Mordechai, Haman, that... That, that there's no difference. I, I, I don't look at a Kodesh Baruch Hu any differently. I know. That's his way of showing love to us one way or the other. That's why I say I'd love Yeah, that's, you don't have to jump with you. don't have to appropriate and just you know, push you in the full and make yourself like important. But one thing is illegal against the law is to give liquor to people underage. It's against the law. Yeah, that's right. And it's, that's why I... I don't get drunk. What should I get drunk for? It's not a mitzvah. It doesn't change the shukhan no, there or that. No. And it's also, it's, 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 it's ugly and it's it's not nice. And, and well, Mahavdo, the, this the world that people do because they're uh, they making mistakes a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, have a great night, Dr. Thank you very Thank much. You, you too. You too. Thanks for calling. I just want to say one thing. That, like, one of my friends when I was in university was saying, like, these kids are running around like hooligans. They said, it's like Halloween. I said, no. I said, you know something? I put something into perspective. When you see yeshiva guys running from house to house, okay, these kids are collecting tzedakah. They're collecting charity. They're doing a big mitzvah. They're not just wasting their time. They're not hooligans. They're not mishuganists. These kids are doing a big mitzvah. And when I told this to a non-Jewish person who like commented on the kids that go from house to house, so really, we thought they were just going like acting crazy. I said, no, they're going to do a great, great deed of collecting charity. And if you look at it that way, then my gosh, my gosh, I mean, really, really. All right. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, I get from this. I have. Question. Yes. How do we address this problem? The boys that are going out collecting for yeshivas, how do we justify the fact that they're going out and spending to duck the money using a limousine? So the thing is like this. Um, I don't, I, I, my son's specific yeshiva doesn't rent a limousine. They, they, they have like a driver that takes them around, but the 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 fact is that for a kid to sacrifice his Purim and his fun to do something like collecting, so there's got to be a little bit of a sticky incentive for the kid. Yeah, but that the, the, it's so expensive to rent a limousine that that, it, that see, money could go to the really, mice instead I, of I, going to. A limousine. I'm not I saying. I wasn't sure. Don't, uh, I, I don't know how expensive it is. I, I, I wasn't it's really very expensive. Sure. Is it really? Yes. You know what? I, I think that I know my son's yeshiva. When it was proposed, but now for both my sons, it was proposed to rent the limousine. The kids themselves said it's like it's 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 like wasting money. Of course, money. it's like always uh, give off in the gelt. But you know what? It's not 
that, it's the way that a lot of these Bachram behave in the limousine, it's a Chilul Hashem. And we have to remember with Am Nif, the Am Nifchar. You're right. You're right. But I think and that, you know what? Why like, can't the parents drive them around? I mean, I'm not saying whoa, they could whoa, do it a whole night. I'm not interested. Five, six boys <laughs> or whatever it is in the car. Everybody today has minivans. I, I'm not. Everybody. I'll be honest with you. Purim night, I'm not interested in driving a bunch of kids around. I do that. I do three carpools every day. <laughs> and the Purim night, I want to sit home and look at some nice Divrei Torah on the Megillah and, and bask in the fact that Kosh Baruch Hu saved Am Yisrael and have a little bit of, 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 of just some nice time with my family. I think, though, that, that responsible, there are certain, I don't know. I only know because I have boys that are only in one school. And I know that my kids' school is very responsible and is very, very conscientious about how things are done. Certain rebellion organize it. They do it very vitsanious. And it's done in a very, a very chavadik way. And afterwards, they come I'm back not saying all schools do this. There's a few schools that do this. I, I think that but, a lot of times there are out-of-town schools that come around. And there are like sometimes schools that, that don't have as much discipline as 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 other schools that kids get carried away. I just think one thing. I think that I personally work on myself that at this time of the year, not to be Makachek on Am Yisrael and to say, you know, Ashram Yisrael, that they're collecting stucca and people are giving them stucca, people are letting them into their house with their smelly costumes and dancing with them. And I think it's just a nice thing. I think that, I think it's, it's you know, it's one of those Minhagim that developed that like, if it was up to you or and I to write the script, then maybe we would have done away with. But it's one of those things. Could be worse, trust me. Trust oh, for me. sure. But you know what? We have to, like I said, we have to remember that these drivers not necessarily will be Jewish that will be taking us around. 100%. So I'm saying is we need to be a little bit more cautious. I love that point, and that is exactly true. We have to conduct ourselves like Jews, and that's it. And that's and, it. You know, we're always going to be Jews, no matter what. Right. And, conduct ourselves you know, that way. Thank you for your beautiful point. You should have a beautiful Simchas Purim. Amen. You too. Have a wonderful, wonderful Purim. Thank you. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Okay, what's going off? Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Yeah, I once went to someone's house and put him, and someone's going to at me. Okay, really? Yeah. Okay, and how was that? Horrible. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So how'd you resolve it? All right, whatever. Anyways, um, hi, you're on the air. You know, actually, we're not. Um, I have a text here that says, I am a shadow and some of the children did some type of shtick and another child in the class ruined the thing. When the other children asked who did it, I said it was me. Do you think I did the proper thing? I wanted to prevent the fight. Yes, you did the proper thing. And I think that it's so insightful of you to protect that kid. And I think that that kid, I would speak to that kid that did it. And I would tell him, you know, that, that, that you know, you took the, you, you took the, the uh, fall for him. And... You know, what? I, and there's just one question: Was it was was uh, why? Why do you think this kid snitched like he did? And was there a reason that he had a reason he uh, 
he did that. But um, I think that that's a really good thing that you did. And I think that if teachers would look at things that way, it would be a, a, a really, really good thing. And I, I'm glad that you asked the question because it's certainly something that I would like to point out. I think that that's, I think that we need to do that sometimes. And if not, just, you know, to just protect kids from themselves. Okay. Thank you for that text. Um, hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how you doing? What's, um, what's up? Hello? Hi, what's up? Don't be nervous. Hello? What's up? Don't be nervous. Talk to me. Tell me what's on your mind. Um. What, what are you going to be for Purim? I'm going to be a cookie monster. That's what I am every day of the year. <laughs> wow. I don't dress up like one, but that's what I am. I'm a cookie monster. I love cookies. But anyways... Okay. So if I meet you on the street, if you see something, maybe I'll dress up like Ernie or Bert and maybe like we'll have a dance. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> okay. What, uh, what, what's, what, 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 uh, what, what, what's on your mind? Um, uh, someone, someone came, he, came into my class and he was, and he was, and he was acting that good. And, and I tried to tell him to stop, but he wasn't listening. So then I told my rabbi, and then he stopped him. So did I do a good thing or no? Well, did 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 the kid get in trouble? What? Did the kid get in trouble? No, just my rabbi was talking to him. So they did a good thing. They did a good thing. As long as the kid wasn't in trouble and he didn't he was not angry at you, then you did a good thing. Okay. Then that's a good okay. thing. All right. It's nice of all you have It's worrying about your friend. That is a good thing. Okay. Okay. Thank you for calling. Sure. Anyways, you know what? I just want—I know you hung up. But I want to tell you something that very few people—not very few, many, many people do—but it's very good to hear when young people care about their friends and try and help them. That is such an important, important thing, and that's an example. You know. I knew two kids who, on their own, they decided when there would be a fight in the class, these two friends, they decided that they, each one would take the kids that were fighting and they'd separate them and they would talk them down. And that was their own invention. They decided they were going to make shalom and they were the shalom machers in the class. And you know something? This was in seventh grade they thought of this. And there are kids that say, you know what, like, this kid really, really prevented me from getting into a lot of trouble and from doing terrible things that, that I, I, I didn't want to do. And that's a great thing. Now, running and tattletaling and snitching and getting someone in trouble, that's not. But if you know that your Rebbe is going to talk to the kid, you know that your Mora is going to talk to the kid and help the kid, then Avada, it's a very, very special thing to help out. It's very special, and it means that you have, you have a Yiddish and a Shama that's very strong. And you should exercise that, and you could you, you get that from your parents, I'm sure, and you should utilize that in life. So I have a text. I am addressing this text message to all adults that are listening. When kids come to your house, I'm for them to collect tzedakah. Please don't serve them alcohol. Thank you. This text message is coming from a bunch of concerned parents. 
Amen. Thank you. I would just want to reiterate and say one more thing. When kids come to your house to collect tzedakah, don't have alcohol out. Don't leave alcohol on the table. Don't have it accessible for people that come by. It shouldn't even be there. I don't know about you. My house, we don't have booze on the table on a, on a Thursday night. I mean, maybe we should. Maybe things would be a little happier, but 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 we don't. And you go to the Jewish house, you don't have bottles of bourbon on the dining room table and people just taking shots. So there's no reason why you should leave it out. And it just sound what? In case like some random guy that happens to need a drink passes by or you happen to like chance on some shicker who says like, hey, do you happen to have some liquor? No, we don't leave it out. Someone comes in, you, take, you want to make a chayim. You take it out of the cabinet, you pour, you make a chayim, you put it back. It's like if you have a clogged sink, you don't leave Drano on your dining room table all week just in case your sink clogs. Really. So I agree with you a thousand, thousand percent. And I want to reiterate, don't even leave it out. Because guess what? Kids have sticky fingers. And kids come... And you might have five bottles, and before you know it, three groups come by, and there are two. And it's kind of like nice Purim. <laughs> it's one of those things. I know kids that go, I knew of kids that would go around and steal bottles. And it, it, they shouldn't have, it shouldn't have access. Not only that, it doesn't have to be in front of them. It doesn't have to be something that's associated with Purim. It doesn't have to be something that's associated with Purim. We, we're not of the drinking Sort. Okay? We have times when we drink. We make l'chaim by smachot. We make, uh, we make kiddush on wine, on schnapps. But we're not guzzlers like that. It's not our DNA. And we certainly don't hang out in bars. And we don't, we don't live our lives serving liquor socially. It's just not one of those things. Anyways, I appreciate the text very much. And the call-in number is 718-683-5858. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? How are you? Um, I want to ask one thing. Sure. Um, in school, I don't know, every time I pour them, there's a thing that someone has, like, a thing where they do what you know how to do a school, and they trick someone else. They trick and someone the other else. one gets punished. Oi, that's the Purim stick. You know? Yes. I Can do, you guess? I don't like Purim stick. Because you know what? What? I don't, I don't even, if, I don't see, maybe it's me. I don't understand somebody feeling enjoyment out of somebody else getting stuck. It, it makes me so uncomfortable and, and I don't like it. it. If it's something that doesn't hurt anybody, that's one thing. But if it's, if it's something that, that, that does, then, like I heard one stick which was very funny, which was that they, they let like Three chicken. They let chicken, two chickens, loose in the school, and they put on the two chickens number two 
and number three. <laughs> and so they were running around for three hours looking for number one, but there really was no number one. <laughs> that was funny. It didn't hurt anybody, and everybody was looking for this number one chicken, but there was no number one chicken. That was a funny shtick. It was just cute. But... My birthday can help me a lot also. It can help you? What do you mean? I can get a lot of money on it. All right, listen. Depends what kind of stick. I mean, you know. I go I go with the shoe, and I say, you let me crack this? And it says, no, not in this shoe. Still, only if you give me $5, no problem. Aha, uh-huh, so you do that extorting thing. So you're a little yeah. Torah mafia. I understand. Okay, so that's not exactly a great way to make money. I don't envision that as becoming your career. Okay. Well, I get a lot of money on it. Uh, so you know what? You can get a lot of money doing a lot of things that are not good. But the idea is to get money doing things that are good. You know, not like coming and say, like, here, uh, give me $5 or I'll punch you in the head. That's not a good thing. That's what the mafia does. And a lot of people give me $10. Okay, so you know what? I think people that give a little kid $10 for not doing shtick, they're pretty silly. Maybe they're drinking. I don't know. Okay, thanks for calling. I'm only asking the the people who are drunk. They can give me a $200. Ah, so you're exploiting drunk people. So we have a pattern here. Okay, this is very interesting. I think it was my father. Last time, my father gave for a group a few hundred dollars. You know what? That means your father's very generous. That means he your father, when your father's sober, he probably gives a lot of tzedakah. Because if a person, when he's drunk, gives away money like that, then when he's sober, he's probably a big, generous guy. All right? I'm sure. Okay. Thank you for calling. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, um, I heard you were speaking about, like, the alien costume thingy. Yes, yes. And one year in camp, we, like, had to dress up like aliens for something. And it wasn't, like, a full-fledged costume, but what we did was we painted our hands, like, green. And then we took, like, those, like, long balloons and we put, like, an antennas in our hair. Yeah, and it was, was it, and it, it's pretty, it's fun to dress up like an alien because, like, it, we don't know what aliens look like. Yeah. Right, but, uh. But I, I I was very scary alien because I was like this huge blob walking down the street. I actually saw people running away. <laughs> but anyways, but uh, the best thing is when people really don't know who you are. Right. See, like when we used to play capture the counselor, we capture the counselor in camp. Yeah. I was never caught, ever, because you know what I used to do. I used to go into some kid's bunk, random, and I used to go to sleep in their bed. <laughs> and, like, yeah. no one would look for me. Because I'd be, like, in some kid's bed. So they'd be looking for me all over. I'd just go to sleep. And I'd pick, like, bunk gimbal. And I'd just find a bed and I'd go to sleep. And so hey. no one's going to disturb someone that's sleeping. <laughs> and then I'd set my alarm and it was over. And I'd just, like, wake up and roll in and say, I'm, here I am. And yeah. I was assistant head counselor. So I had, like, the highest bounty on my head. And they never caught me. Anyways, thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Anyways, now you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how are you? 
great. Thank you so much for the show. I want to tell you, you're the most amazing person on earth. I really enjoy it. You're very sweet. I'm not. I I, I think it's it's good because I enjoy it. But you know what? When someone calls and says nice things, that's amazing. That's a real so thanks again. We really, really love it. Thank Keep so up much. the good work. Thank you so much, and you too. You know what? This is a big chesed. Showing appreciation is one of the most beautiful things a person can do. Thank you so much. Sure, you too. Have a nice Purim and a good Chodesh. Thank you. You too. All the best. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, Baruch Hashem. Um, so basically, you were discussing about um, perm stick. Yes. So I had this question because um, I, I'm usually like the one in my class that like comes up with ideas, uh-huh. and then like sometimes like I tell to my class, and then sometimes like the blame ends up becoming my fault because I thought of the idea. Uh-huh. And even though like I think like maybe I shouldn't share it because then it's going to end up being my fault. Uh-huh. Um. Like, these ideas are just so tempting. I just want to share them. <laughs> and... Well, are, 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 they, are they bad ideas? They're not so bad. It's just that, let's say, we do get in trouble for it because it's not so... Uh, I mean, from the teacher's side, it's not so good. Uh-huh. And from the kid's and side? And some girls will blame it on me. Uh-huh. Well... But so they're blaming it on you, and and really it's not my fault because the entire class is doing it. I'm not even like doing anything like extra. Uh huh. So it's really the entire class is doing it, right? Um, but they're but they're but but you're getting in trouble because are they putting the blame on you? Or are they pointing the finger at you? Are, are they? Are well, they? a lot of times it's like the girl. Let's say she um, was. She was, let's say, the girl that like did the entire thing, and she um, put the thing over there, and she was the whole thing. And then when she gets in trouble, then she might blame it on me. Uh-huh. She would say, like, it wasn't my fault. It was her idea. Uh-huh. All right. But you know what? So, uh, so the, you know what? If, 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 you're, if you're involved, then if, I don't know. It's hard to say. If, that's, if, if you're doing something, and that's kind of like, then you gotta, I guess you gotta just like take take the, you gotta take the rap. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's like if you're if you're if you're the idea person, then so how do you end up getting out of it afterwards? How do you get out of being in trouble? But it's not even my fault because this girl was the girl that that did. The, let's say, um, okay, I never thought of this, but I saw it in different places. Let's say they they put like a bottle of water on the top of the door when the teacher opens the door. Let's say it was my idea, and I never think of such type of ideas, but let's say they do that, and one girl put it up, and she was like the one that did the whole thing, and then let's say she gets in trouble for it. She would say, no, it was her idea. And you can't defend yourself, say that it... it, it uh... Yeah, I could. It's just that it's it's like, it's so unfair because I didn't really do anything it was just the idea that I thought of, and I, if they wouldn't be playing along with the idea, then nothing would happen. I know, but guess what? 
I have to tell you, forgive me if I, if I say something, if I criticize you, but if you have such an idea, then... So that's what I'm saying. I don't think of ideas that are so inappropriate, but, you know, when the teacher gets mad, why, why are you wasting my time? I want to teach. It could be anything, like... Listen, you know what? No. It sounds to me like you you have a battle, and it sounds to me like your battle is that you're a pretty labor-thick girl, and you have a lot of life to you, and kids expect you to do things that are fun, and when you do, kids like it, but teachers don't. And that's a tough thing. So I want to tell you something, and this is good advice. Mm-hmm. If you have this nature and you have a levedekite and you have some chasachayim and you have chiyus, there are so many wonderful ways to use it and get attention that don't have to be sticky. You could use it in so many positive ways. And don't fall victim to like kids encouraging you to do things that are like not so good. Say, you know what, hey, there's got to be a better thing to do. We could do something. Like, for example, like, like, uh, one day, like, if you want to be sticky, like, you can walk into class, like, with two different shoes on or something like that. Like, this is funny. Not hurting anybody, just, like, just a sticky thing. Like, there are things, ways to do it without, mm-hmm. without, and you sound to me, in the four minutes I'm talking to you, you definitely sound to be smart enough to figure out how to do it. Don't let kids, like, suck you in like that. Right. All right? You're going to be a great adult. You're going to be a great parent, and you're going to have a lot to offer because you have a lot of, a lot of simchas mm-hmm. and a lot of brightness to you. I can tell them the way you talk. So just, just you know, modify it. You'll you'll get there. You'll get there. Okay. Well, thank you so much. My pleasure. And good luck. And fill me in on how your life goes. Okay. So are you saying that I shouldn't suggest ideas? I, I don't think you should suggest ideas. I think you should apply your talent and your and your and your ingenuity to suggest positive ideas. And if right, you have, even like like it could be like something, um, like really appropriate. That just, you know what? Like, like for example, if like 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 if there's a, a teacher in your school, for example, just crazy thing. There's a teacher in your school that's a kala. Right. So like get like five girls say like, hey, let's go in and just like surprise her during recess and dance around her for like a few minutes. Like, that's sticky. It's cute. It's, like, a little bit on the edge. But, like, what are they going to, like, be angry at you, like, because you, like, danced with a collar? Like, hello? Mm. It's a little nerdy. Maybe, I don't know, like, I'm not a girl, and I don't get the girls' school scene. So maybe I, not such a good idea. Or, or whatever. I mean, there, but, like, one time, um, we changed, we switched classes with another grade. And the teacher, she, um, so... So first she was playing along, but, like, she got upset that we were wasting her time of teaching. All right. Well, you know what? Some te- you got to know and which teacher it. you're doing it with. You, you got to know which teacher you're doing it with. I had a kid right. that once ordered a pizza to class, and he, like, he paid the pizza delivery guy to come into the building and, like, knock on a sixth-grade classroom and deliver a whole pizza. And so, like, I could have gotten upset, but I ended up eating the whole pie. <laughs> <laughs> And the kid was having a heart attack. It's like I ate, ate all eight slices. And I drank his soda. And I told him that I was upset they didn't order me fries. <laughs> <laughs> I was nauseous like crazy afterwards, but it was worth it. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. How you doing? Good, Hashem. What's going on? 
Chodesh Adar Bays. Hello? Hello? Hello. Let's do this again. Hello? You're on the air. <laughs> What's going Hello? on? Hello? Hi, how are you? Hello? Hello, how are you? Hello? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hello? Hello? Goodbye. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hello. How you doing? Good. What's 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 How are on? you? What's up? Um, I had a question. It's about a classmate. She's like a very good friend of mine. Oh. And she I think I think he's like he could sometimes get a little annoying like in school he's like doesn't act like a normal kid. He's like like, he's afraid of teachers and stuff. So what kind of things does he do? Huh? What kind he of like things He, like, listens to every single word. Like, like it looks like he's, like, he does he, he, like, can't, like, argue, can't, like, even open his mouth to say something, like, he's, like, thing, and then it could get in my way, like, let's say I, let's say I don't, I don't have to get in trouble, but then let's say, I don't know, he comes over to me, and then... Even though I don't like not to, I don't like getting trouble that often anymore. But he tries sometimes like bother me because he's very afraid of teachers. So he tries to make everybody like thing to their work and like come right. the exact. He's kind of like a goody two shoes, huh? He's like a he's goody two shoes, but he is a goody two shoes. But he, it's not that he like exactly. He might want it a little, but like he has it out of fear a little. So I think that I think that I would if he's if he's a good friend of yours, then I would try and tell him like, you know, I want to help you out and give you some advice. And offer it to him not in a judgmental way or not in a way say, I want to help you because you know, I just want to tell you something. That you don't have to correct everything. You don't have to make everything right. It's 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 okay. And and just as long as you're doing all right and you're doing what you need to do, you don't have to correct everybody. Yeah, it's not also what I'm afraid of. Like, I don't want him to, like, living fear. So I think that if you tell him, see, there are different levels of processing. The first level of processing with a person who has fear is to get them used to hearing this. Get them used to hearing the fact that, you know what, you don't have to live in fear and, and, and you don't have to be worried. That's the first level. Then after you tell it to him for a while, and then the next time you can see him about to do it, you get him to try and stop, like once, or get him to try and like stop a little bit. And you say, hey, you know what? Like you say, next time I see... So if he understands that it's not something he wants to do, so you say, you know what? Next time I see you about to do it, I'm going to give you like a sign. Like I'm going to give you a look, and like I'm going to give you that chizuk. I'm going to give you a look like, hey, you know, buddy? You don't need to do that. And try and help him out that way. Like help him through steps. And and this way, you know, you'll you'll be able to. And if you can do that for him, you can very possibly save him a tremendous amount of agma suffers. But the main, one one thing you really can't do, which you shouldn't do, is you, you can't make him feel bad for what he's doing. Don't make him feel like, oh, terrible thing you're doing. I'm going to help you because you're really sugar. No, tell him. Yeah, you know, that's hey, why I'm always afraid. Like yes. I don't want to see because, like, sometimes he can get really annoying, and I'm afraid I'm just going to snap one day. So that's why you have to tell him, you know what, 
you don't realize. First of all, the area code, area code. Whenever you tell anybody anything, you put in front of it. You don't realize you're doing this, and and I know you. Want, I I care about you, so I want to tell you. It's kind of like you know, bad analogy, but like if someone steps in something outside and they come into your house, like, and everybody's commenting on the fact that they smell. You tell the guy like you don't realize it, but that smell that everybody's commenting about it's coming from you. Like if it was me, I want someone to tell me because like I don't want to go leave my shoes outside. Um, but like. For, you, you you tell him like you don't realize it, but people get upset about it. So he's gonna say, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is it so bad? Is it so bad?" So you say, "No, it's like not a big deal." It's like, problem is he's also special ed. So that's what I'm saying. So you t- so that's why, you know, you educate him and you give him a lesson. The best thing that anybody could do for somebody is to teach them something and and, and to show them. We assume that everybody knows everything. And certain social skills people really don't know. It's like, you know, um, I, I, I had a kid that used to, like, walk into the room and slap people on the back because, like, he thought it was, like, something that was nice to do and people liked it. And, like, he'd, like, go in the room, hey, how you doing? He'd slap me. And people, like, were, like, looking at him like they were ready to, like, twist his head off because like, they're getting really annoyed. So yeah. I, I, I told him, like, very quietly, I said, you know, like, Hey, people are really happy to see you, and you could show them that you're happy to see them. You don't have to like slap them on the back. Sometimes people don't like that so much. And the kid looked at me, and the kid said, "Thank you so much. Thank you for telling me. So I didn't know that." And then you want to hear the funny part? Like I met his father. Mm-hmm. His father slapped me on the back. I said, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> I said, there you go. His father walked over to me, hey, how you doing? Slapped me on the back. I said, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, that's just what it is. But you're a tzaddik for caring about him. And everybody needs somebody in their life that cares about them. And that's a true Yiddish neshama. And you know something? You're going to be a wonderful, wonderful adult. Because if you have a gefelt for another yid and another kid, that's, to me, personally, that's the most, that's just the most inspiring thing. Because I think that nowadays it's very hard to find, but it's amazing. Once you, once you just start up that fire, the Jewish soul has so much, so much, so much heat. There's so much heat. You get... The Jewish soul burning, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Thank you. Okay. Have a Thank great forum. You too. Thank you, you too. Bye. Thank you. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Then what's the halachos about perm shtick? I don't know. I'm not a Pisic, so I don't know. Not like halachos, like what you could do, what you can't, I like what's appropriate. I don't know. I don't know. I think that there are different. Everybody's got their own opinions. I think that I don't know what the halachas are. I think What's your opinion? My opinion is good, clean, and this is not halacha. It's my opinion. My opinion is the first thing for halacha. Um, I think good, clean, fun is good, clean, fun. I think that there's nothing wrong with like having a good time at nobody's expense. I think that if anybody, if there's a possibility that somebody will get offended, then I would stay away from it with a 10-foot pole. Because we don't know how 
that could affect us later in life. Hurting somebody's feelings or offending somebody could could really haunt us for a long time. So I would just stay away from hurting anybody's feelings or making fun of somebody or make somebody feel bad. You know what? Can I tell you something? There's enough in this world to make fun of that we don't have to take it out on people we know or on Jews. All we have to do is, like, trump it up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay? Okay, thank Thanks you so much. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Hello, you're on the air. Hello? How you doing? Um, I have a friend who yes. sometimes like does stuff like a little bit wrong, and she like a like she I'm I'm not included in it like she does trouble and then like she names trouble and like oh you know what me and my name is Honey you know what me and Honey did that like and the whole great talks about me and I didn't even do it because like everything whatever she does she's not like she's a very cute good fun kid but like a lot of things that she does is like just not so amazing. Then she says I didn't I didn't do it. My father always used to tell me Oila Russia Oila Shchenai. And he used to say the Chaver Toiv is very important. And even though, you know what? Some of the most Gishmak and nicest kids are sometimes kids that we just can't hang out with because we get, we, we just get associated with them. And it's sad. But I'm not telling you not to be their friend. And I'm not telling you not to hang out with them. But I'm telling you that just, you know, you might want to, like, one of the ways that I suggest to do it is tell a kid, you know what, listen, school's like really important to me and I really need to do well. So I got to like have my school personality and I have my home personality. So like if I meet you on the street, like I love you. It's so great to see you and this and that. But in school, I got to like be a little bit of a prude because I really need to like get into, like I need to get into high school or seminary or whatever. And like it's really important to me. Right, so I try doing that, like, in school, like, they're not, and then kids, people always tell me, like, you're in a fight with her? I thought you're her best friend. And I'm like, no, I'm not in a fight with her. I talk to her. Just, like, I know she's not a bad kid. Just sometimes she, like, she says something about me that's, like, just not true. And I try to tell her, and she says, well, you never did it. And she does. Well, that's Like, so I never said that. And she, I know she said it. I just, I just, I just would, like, you know, I would keep my distance a little bit. Because, you know what, the, the, a lot of times the teachers and, and, and the, the they they associate you with who you hang out with, and and I, I'm not telling you know I, I think that if you were to tell her that she did it and she would admit it and say I'm sorry and I'm gonna try not to fine but if she denies doing it, that that's a problem because then you have no control over anything, um, and so like I think that you just need to like pull back a little bit in school, as hard as it may be. All right. Right, and also let's say I have a kid that that she tries to go a little bit to the left and I feel like I help her but then but then I feel like if I don't I don't want to talk to her but I feel like if I don't talk to her then she might do something really bad because like she won't do anything because I'm her friend so she's embarrassed if I don't talk to her then she will do it bad then so, what do I do? So, so if you're able to keep your own fine but you draw the line you draw the line it has to be a very strict line so you're like but you know what but I'm not gonna I, I can't I can't get into things that you're doing and that's a very big the sign that people have with Kirov and, and you know and thinking that you're gonna that it's a mitzvah to do something that's going to endanger your own ruchnius so can't do it can't do it Hashem doesn't right. want that it's like right. it's the same kid like I feel like if I'm not gonna be your friend then she'll just do such bad stuff like I know what you could do I know what you want to do but, but I feel like she won't do it if I'm her friend in your mind think that just by being her friend 
you're gonna, you, you may be able to prevent her from doing things now, but she needs probably a little bit more to stop doing these bad things. I think you should remain her friend, but don't put yourself in a bad situation that's going to possibly get you in trouble. Right. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Good luck. Thanks. Good night. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Me? Yeah, hi. And you're actually our last caller, so let's make it Oh, good. okay. What's going um, on? I have a friend, and I used to be, like, really close with her. And, like, a new girl came into our class, and we became her friend. And, like, just a few weeks ago, like, she left me, and she, like, busy with her. Whenever I speak to her, she, she like, turns away. And, but she, but she, like, um, sometimes she calls me and she says, you know, that other kid, she can't explain stuff, but she still turns to me, like, to study for tests and everything. But, like, I can't, I come to, to school so and I feel, like, really lonely. And whenever I tell her something, she, like, stop talking and whatever. How old are you? I'm 14. That's such a hard age. I my heart, I feel so bad because that's such a hard age. You know what? When you're 14, you form relationships and you form friends, and sometimes kids just like drop you for whatever reason, and it really stinks. It stinks really bad. And I don't have an answer for how you feel, except I might have an antidote. I think that you know maybe trying to like connect with other people, it. it you know, making new friends will help you. And the way to do that is by doing something different that you don't normally do. Like if kids do something, let's say kids do like a chesed on a side, get involved in something that you normally don't do and you'll connect with new friends. Two things will happen. First of all, you'll connect with new friends. Second of all, this person won't be so uncomfortable thinking that you're like sitting at home crying. You know what I'm saying? She's feeling guilty. She's like, you know, mm -hmm. I dropped you. I went to this other girl. And so she's uncomfortable. That uncomfortability is making you more uncomfortable. So, But I'm like a real popular kid, and I have friends, but everyone is like settled with friends. Everyone has their close friends, and like I, I thought I could rely on her. I go to her house, and we used to be like really, I know all her cousins, and everyone knows me. Like one day from, I think maybe someone spread a rumor. I don't know what, like, so did, so interesting. You, I came to school and she, like, did you turned away. Her? And maybe you need to confront her and ask her, like, what's the deal? Is this something that I did? Yeah, I told someone to ask her. And she said, like, who wants to be your friend? She's, like, such a stupid kid. She said that about you? Mm-hmm. Then guess what? Then just flush that. <laughs> Sorry. That's it. Then, then if she said something like that, then... Then I, I then I don't know. Then I don't think that that's not somebody that that then pass. Go find somebody that appreciates you. Never beg somebody to be your friend. You sound far more far more valuable than that. I mean, you're talking to me like you're so mature. You're 14, and I think I'm talking to a 70 year old. The way you're Thank in touch you. with your emotions and the way you're in touch with how things are. So you know what? You're more sensitive than she is. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. Think about it. I think, you know what? Listen, we were friends when we were kids, and now she's moved on, and, and you don't need her. I bet you, yeah, but she, any, she I bet still, you any amount of money, before you turn around, you can make tons of friends. Okay, thank you very much, and okay. your show is, like, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're awesome. You're going to do great. This is Dr. Simcha Cohen, and we are wrapping up the hour 
Rosh Chodesh Adar Beis. Everybody should have a fabulous Rosh Chodesh. And let's start this double Simcha month. I, I like because I'm Simcha. And that's why I eat more. But anyways, have a good week, a Freilichen week, and blah, 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 all that stuff. Bye.